Hello, everyone. What is up? And welcome back to the Globe Guide. I'm your host, Hannah. And I'm going to be completely honest. I am terrified for this episode. (laughs) Um, I feel like the topic of modesty has the innate ability to make people so angry, especially women. And so I'm really nervous to talk about it, but I also am excited to talk about it. And I hope you guys go into this with an open mind and just hear what I have to say, because I think I have a unique perspective on it that a lot of people, especially Christian women, don't have. (laughs) So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. So first of all, I wanted you guys to listen to this episode and not feel like you were being judged. This is not a place of judgment. This is a place of encouragement. And um, also, if you um, just have questions about modesty and why people choose to be modest, even if you're not a religious person and you're just intrigued, I love that modesty is like trendy now. Like I feel like Sophia Ritchie is like, one of the people that I think about when I think about modest clothing, because like, it's like that old money, like classy, timeless look that's like in right now. And I love that. But let me tell you, modesty was definitely not in style at all when I was growing up. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But before we get into the episode, I was scrolling on TikTok as one does. And I came across this, I guess it was like a poem that somebody wrote on TikTok. And I will link it below if anybody wants to go see it. Um, I did not write it, write this, come up with this at all. But I thought it was such a good representation of kind of like my take on modesty. And it's kind of something I'll be referring back to throughout the episode. So I wanted to read it and start us off strong. So here we go. Modesty is the safe place that hides me from the eyes of those who seek to hold the body and not the heart. It is not shame that keeps me covered. It is dignity and honor. It is not insecurity that keeps me hidden. It is that I've already been made secure. A man cannot add to this validation or take away from it. And I do not dress to glorify my own body, but I dress to glorify my king. And I loved that take on modesty. And so without further ado, let's get into it. So I first wanted to start with my experience with modesty. And I feel like if you grew up in any religious culture, you will probably have a similar story to me. Um, So I grew up homeschooled. Um, I was homeschooled until about eighth or ninth grade, I think. And then I went to a private Christian school. So obviously homeschooled. I was pretty sheltered. Um, I wasn't like the typical homeschool, um, I did get out and like do things and I played sports and I did extra extracurricular activities and I was in co-ops, but you know, I was homeschooled, I was sheltered and I looked like a homeschooler. Um, and then I started going to a private Christian school. And so that's when a lot of the legalism side of things started making a big, um, impact on my life when it went to modesty. So because it was a private Christian school, we wore a lot of uniforms and, um, it was very like had to be to the knee. Don't ever show your collarbone, whatever. But we had these things called casual days and every Friday or 
maybe it was like every like one Friday out of the month or something, we could do casual days and we would also do like leadership retreats and stuff like that. And so when we were able to wear casual clothes, this was kind of where, um, I started kind of having a bad taste in my mouth when it came to modesty. So, um, a lot of the things that were implemented were from the leadership. And so a lot of people that were in leadership were very old school, very traditional. They did not like the trends. They did not like the styles that were, you know, out and about and, oh, it's just lustful and whatever. And so we were not allowed to wear shorts that were not like real long, um, like pretty much down to our knees. Um, we could not wear, um, leggings, at all, not even like leggings and like a big t-shirt over it. Like we just couldn't wear leggings. That was just like ridiculous. And if you did wear leggings, you had to wear shorts over your leggings. So who wants to dress like that? No one. (laughs) Absolutely no one. Um, And then another thing that I just didn't understand was skinny jeans. Now, skinny jeans were all the rage when I was in high school. Like everybody wore skinny jeans. If you were somebody, you had a pair of skinny jeans. If you were real cool, they had holes in them. But, you know, my parents were like, I'm not buying you a pair of jeans with holes in them. So I would like accidentally put holes in my jeans. Anyway. So we weren't allowed to wear skinny jeans. Um, If we went on church retreats, we could only wear one piece swimsuits with a T-shirt over it, like a one piece swimsuit with a T-shirt. So and then and it was just frustrating because it's like all the girls had all these rules and regulations. And like if you broke the rules, it was like a speculation. Like it was so embarrassing because they would like pull you out of the hallway and like send you to um, they would send you to the office and they would give you a talking to and like on dress like on dress down days on casual days. There would be so many girls sitting in the office and they would be like calling their parents and like you need to bring them clothes right now. This is unacceptable and um they would or if the parents couldn't come to bring you clothes which was a nightmare if they couldn't bring you clothes you had to wear whatever whatever was in the lost and found so we would literally wear like big baggy like t-shirts that smelled like sweaty boys because they were left in the gym and sat in like the lost and found for lord knows how long and they were wrinkly and they were too big on us and it was so embarrassing Oh, so that was just it. And it like put this nasty, like bitter taste in my mouth where I just was the, the word modesty just was so frustrating to me because it was like, and it was only girls, like boys could literally go to the, you know, retreats or whatever, and they could wear their shirts off. They didn't have to have a shirt, but girls, Lord, you better, you know, cover up every little bit of skin that you have. And, um, it was just ridiculous and I could go on and on about that and maybe I will in another episode. Um, but I won't today just for the sake of time. But I feel like, um, especially coming out of a more religious background, I grew up Christian. Um, it, it, uh, it made it very legalism. It made it very legalistic. It, it, um, it enforced rules and it was black and white and it was just very, um, it, it made me want to rebel. It made me want to do the exact opposite, if that makes sense. And, and I kind of did later on, and we'll talk about that later, um, is I feel like it just becomes dangerous when you add rules to modesty. Um, and so what I wanted to get into was modesty really isn't about rules. It's more about the posture of your heart. And so I wanted to read a Bible verse. 
And this is a Bible verse that honestly, a lot of women and men um, use when they talk about modesty. And it's one that I used to roll my eyes at, honestly, when they would read it, because um, it just made women like all have to fit into this one box. And if you didn't fit in that box, then you were sinful. Um, And I want to read it, but I kind of want to put um, a fresh light on it because I feel like a lot of times people take it out of context and people say things that it doesn't actually mean. So anyway, this is from first Peter three and it's three through five. It says, don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles, wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes. So we'll stop there for a second. So a lot of men, especially religious men, (laughs) I feel like um, Christian men will. And sometimes they have good intentions, but um, they try to shame women for wearing jewelry, wearing makeup, getting their hair done, um, you know, doing self tan, getting their nails done or whatever. They'll they'll shame them and they'll be like, well, the Bible says that your beauty um, isn't your hair and your nails and your skin and your blah, 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 you know. Um, But I kind of want to read this again because I feel like we skip over this. It says, don't let your beauty come from outward things. So it doesn't say don't wear makeup. It doesn't say don't buy nice clothes. It doesn't say you can't wear jewelry. It says don't let your beauty come from those things. So if it doesn't come from those things, where does it come from? So let's keep reading. So it says, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in the Lord's sight. So this was another one that used to frustrate me so much because um, people would, it, it was like you put all women in one box. Um, and, and, I, and I am like a, a gentle person and I could resonate with that. Um, but it was like, if you're a woman, you should be quiet. You should be gentle. You should not be seen. Um, don't, you know, speak too loudly. Don't have a big personality. You need to fit in this box. And if you don't, then you're sinning. And that's, that is so contradictory to how the Lord makes us. He makes us unique. He makes us different for a reason. He makes every woman different. Some women are quiet. Some women are shy. Some women are very good listeners. Other women are leaders. Other women have big personalities. Other women are hilarious and they're loud and they have a loud laugh and they fill the room with joy. And God makes us unique and everybody is unique for a reason and we don't fit in a box and it's beautiful. So if this verse doesn't mean, you know, our beauty should be quiet and we should be quiet and just sit down and not be heard, what does it mean? So, I looked up the Greek words for gentle and quiet spirit, because um, if you know anything about the New Testament, you know that the Old Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And so I wanted to see what the actual, like literal translation were of these words when they were written. So, and it means humble and meek. Um, Gentle means humble and meek. Um, 
I think about Jesus, uh, the New Testament says that he was meek, which means that he, he, he didn't think of himself first. He put others first. It says that he thought of others before he thought of himself. And then the Greek word for quiet, quiet spirit, I guess, is literally the, the translation of that word is rest. So what does that mean? So we have a meek and a restful spirit. So what that means is our beauty doesn't come obviously from the things that we put on our outward appearance. We're not craving attention. That's literally what that means. It's not, I do my hair and I do my makeup and I do my blah because I want to go and I want to go to church and I want heads to turn and I want people to see me or the way that you carry yourself. Are you insecure? Do you put others down because you feel insecure? Do you feel the need to make people look a certain way to make yourself look better? Do you throw yourselves in front of men who don't deserve your, you know, who don't deserve your, your attention, um, and get their attention for the wrong reasons because you feel insecure inside. And so that's what that means. It's like, we don't crave the attention because we already feel secure in who we are. And so we don't have to go seeking it and, you know, broadcasting ourselves everywhere because we know who we are. We're secure in who we are. We know who we are in Christ. And so we don't feel the need to get validation from others. So I kind of wanted to touch back on like the poem that we read earlier. Um, and this is one of the parts that I really liked a lot. And it says, it is not insecurity that keeps me hidden. It is that I have already been made secure. So I went and looked up the definition of secure and secure means that when you're secure, it means that you're fixed, you're fastened, you're not moved and you're not easily given away. So when you're secure, that means that not many people have access to you. So this was one of my things that I had to learn on my glow up journey was not everybody deserves and earns the right to have access to me. Um, when you are a woman of value, when you know that you bring value to the table, when you are a good friend, when you do what you say you're going to do, when you back up your promises, when you show up on time, when you know that you have something to bring to a relationship and you, you know, you have all of these, um, these goals and you're good with your money and you take care of your body and you would, and you know, you would be a good girlfriend and you know, you would be a good wife because you've worked on yourself inwardly, you know that people who have not earned the right to be in your life, to have access to you, that is okay. Not everybody has earned the right to have access to you. How that relates to modesty is it is not insecurity that keeps me hidden. It is that I've already been made secure. So you know that not everyone has the right to view your body. Your body is precious. Your body is valuable. And your body 
should be kept private for those who have earned the right to view it. Okay. So I, and, and this, 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 this is the part that, that so many people, so many women get so mad about is like, well, you know, I, I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear. I should be able to dress the way I want to dress. And, you know, and if men are looking, that's their job to control their eyes and whatever. But the reality is men are going to look, men are going to look and it's your job to decide whether or not they have the right to look at you that way. They don't. But are you going to give them open access to do it? And and that was the thing that I, I would get so mad about because it was like, okay, well, well, okay, well then how come I have to wear a paper bag to the flipping pool? you know, on our retreats. And then these guys get to be shirtless over here and swim like they would just like they were on a beach with their friends. That's not fair. But the reality is I started realizing that my body is private and it is sacred and it is valuable. And I don't want just any man to have access to that. I don't. I just got married a couple months ago and So the only man that gets to view my body in a sexual way is my husband. So this kind of brings me to the part in the poem that says modesty is a safe place that hides me from those who seek to hold the body and not the heart. So my mom used to tell me this all the time. (laughs) And she used to say, you know, Hannah, the bait you use to catch a man is the bait you're going to have to use to keep them. And I used to roll my eyes and be like, mom, come on now. But I feel like the older I get and the more mature I get, the more I realize that that is 100% true. And and <laughs> I'm stubborn. So nothing like life experiences to teach you that. Right. So let me just go a little bit further in, you know, my modesty journey. So go to, you know, graduate high school, get away from that place, go to college, go to a Christian college. Again, I don't know why I would like, if I was so mad about, I guess it didn't bother me that much. Like it was like an inward, like annoyance, but like it didn't bother me that much. Cause then I went to a Christian school and you know, they had less rules, but they still had rules. You know, girls couldn't wear shorts to class. Um, and you know, you would get dress coded if you wore tank top, couldn't wear tank tops. Um, there was definitely a dress code, the way you carried yourselves, boys and girls were not allowed to front hug. It was just, it was, it was a whole thing. Um, and so that just pushed me further into, because, you know, here I am away from my home church, away from my parents, away from the school that I'm used to. And, um, it, I, I, you know, I graduate college, I get out of that place and, and it's like, I'm in this place where it's like, I can literally do whatever I want. I can wear whatever I want. I could be whoever I want. I can carry myself however I want. I'm two and a half hours away from home. And this is great. This is awesome. And um, in walks a boy. (laughs) Isn't that how all great stories, you know, in walks a boy. And um, me and this boy had been friends for a very long time, several years. And he was one of my best friends. And... um, he never saw me as anything more than that. I did. I liked him. I liked him a lot actually. And, um, I, you know, was just being me. I was being Hannah. Um, we were buddy, buddy, but, um, we were just buddy, buddy. And, you know, I was, I was just 
dressing how I normally dress, which was always very conservative um, because that's just how I had always dressed. And um, I started getting to know this guy a little bit more and realized, oh, he likes girls that show a little bit more skin. Um, his Instagram following is a lot of bikini models and um, girls that live on the beach and, and, and girls that have great bodies and, and, um, they're tan and they're blonde and, and I don't look anything like these girls. And, um, it happens slowly because it always does. It doesn't happen all at once. Um, but I just started to change myself for this boy that I liked because I wanted to become what he thought, what, what I thought he wanted what he had shown me that he wanted. And slowly my hair became lighter. My skin became darker, um, developed a little bit of a eating disorder, which we're going to talk about later. Um, but more importantly, my clothes became less and less and less. My tops became lower. My shorts became shorter. I started feeling very comfortable showing my stomach. And before you knew it, I had captured the interest of this boy because that's what he wanted. Um, and I was feeling myself. I was like, dang, like I should have done this so long ago. I'm confident. I'm free. I can wear whatever I want. I, I'm not ashamed of my body. I'm showing it off and look at all this attention I'm getting. And I wasn't just getting attention from this one boy. I was getting attention from a lot of boys actually. Um, and you know, me and this boy started being more than friends and we started talking late at night on the phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I should have rebranded myself so long ago. This is so freeing. Look at all this attention I'm getting. I feel so validated. And, you know, one thing led to another. And this relationship that was purely friendship became very sexual, very sexual, very quick, very lustful. And that was all it was. It was surface level. It was just flesh. It was just fleshly. There was nothing that was of God. There was no real connection. But for the first time, I was getting his attention and it felt great for a while. Because here's the funny thing about changing yourself or um, putting yourself out there for men is when you change yourself and when you put yourself out there and you show your body and you give your body away to men, um, eventually they realize that's not the real you and they start getting bored. And that's exactly what he did. He went on to his other bikini models and the other girls on Instagram and the other girls on Snapchat and the other, the other girls that are available because he was only interested in the body. He wasn't interested in my heart. He was interested in my body because that's what I used to catch him. And I, and it was a slow thing. It was like, we were inseparable and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to marry this guy. I'm so excited. And, and it finally worked and I finally got him. And, 
And I remember, you know, I just remember him talking to me less and less and him talking to other girls more and more. And I remember laying in bed and I just felt so shameful that I had used my body in that way to catch a man who was not interested in anything other than one thing. Um, and I was laying in my bed and I was crying out to the Lord. He said, Hannah, and I remember this like clear as day. I was laying in my bed and he said, Hannah, he has to hold your heart before he holds your body. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're so right. And so that kind of led me into this new chapter of my life where the Lord was like pruning me and he was getting rid of that insecurity that I felt and the, the feeling of having to put my body on display to win a man. And he made me feel secure because that's the thing about modesty is a lot of people say that people who are modest are people who are just insecure. And the thing is, when I was dressing and acting, it was really my heart posture. It wasn't how I was. It, it was a little bit how I was dressing, but it was really the posture of my heart when I was being immodest. That was the most insecure I have ever been in my entire life. I was always looking at other women. I was always comparing. I was always saying her butt's bigger than mine. Her boobs are better than mine. Her stomach is flatter than mine. And because it all, it all came from my value and my worth was all surface. It was my skin. It was my flesh. And that's not where your value comes. First Peter says it comes from the inside and that's not where it comes from. And God just began filling me with this security that I will provide you a man that will love you for you, that will love you for your heart, that will love you for your love for me. But it's not this guy. And it's not any guy that you're going to catch with your body. Um, and so it just reminded me of the verse that it was like, his commands are not burdensome. God's word, God's commands, um, what he talks about, how we should live our life. There is a reason. And I'm telling you every single time I have tried to live outside of those commands, I have been hurt. I have been depressed. I have been anxious. I have been insecure. And when I live my life on the promises of God, he blesses me. And I feel secure, I feel loved, and it's worth it. His commands are not burdensome. All that to say, so Hannah, what can I wear then? And what I have to say to that is, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Um, I'm not going to tell you what, you're, what you can wear. Um, I would love to make another episode on like just modest outfits and like pieces of clothing that I have incorporated in my wardrobe that have been modest. But the thing, but the thing about modesty is, and it goes back to the end, the beginning of this podcast is it is different for every person. It is different for every person. Everybody is on a different journey. Everybody lives in a different culture. Everybody lives in a different climate. Everybody is on a different walk. And so it's different for literally everyone. There are some girls that would say, oh my gosh, I would not be caught dead wearing pants. 
oh my gosh, I just feel like the Lord has convicted me to not wear shorts. Um, some girls feel fine wearing a crop top that shows a little bit of their belly. Some girls feel fine wearing tank tops. Other girls don't. And so it's just really, you have to listen and you really have to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want from me in this aspect? How can I glorify you with the way that I dress and how can I keep my body um, sacred and let it be a temple? So like I said, it's different for every person. It's different for every event. A mini dress at the, at church might be, you know, pushing it a little bit, but a mini dress at the beach is going to be super modest because everybody's in bikinis. You know, everybody lives in a different culture. Some, some cultures say that, you know, head, um, head coverings are modest. And some cultures say that you have to wear longer skirts. When I was in Haiti and I went on a mission trip, we wore skirts out of respect for that culture. That was what was modest there. Um, and, and, you know, body types are different. My roommate and I, um, we could not share clothes because her, her shirt, my shirts would not have fit her because she was a bustier girl. I am part of the itty bitty titty committee. So, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. I could wear low cut shirts. No problem. Cause cleavage, no cleavage, no problem. Right. She couldn't, but I couldn't wear, you know, her shorts because she had shorter, stubbier legs and my legs are so long my butt would be hanging out so you just have to take into account what is what is the event i'm going to what is the culture that i'm living in what is my body type and and kind of just accommodate with that and and the last thing i one of the last things i wanted to talk about was like modesty is cool i think because it forces you to be creative like you're going out to dinner with your friends um it's real easy to show some skin, but it's even, it's harder to put together a cool outfit and accessorize it, you know, like layers, play around with layers, play around with jewelry, play around with handbags, see what works for you and just have fun with it. So though I wanted to end with this, these are just like the three questions that I help when I get, when I ask myself, when I get dressed every single day, these are the three questions I ask. So one is, does this represent who I am? Because going back to me changing everything about myself for this boy and, you know, showing off my body for this boy, that didn't show who I was. That didn't show who I was at all. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be like those girls on Instagram and people that I saw, you know? So does this represent who I am, really who I am inside? Next, can I comfortably move in this? More people should ask this question. And this is one thing that I'm like working on currently because I am, I work with kids a lot. I um, work at a church with kids and then sometimes I'm a nanny. I do lots of babysitting. I have a nephew. So I am always on the floor with kids playing, picking them up, bending up and down. So one thing that the Lord is really working me on, on me is wear things that you can move around in and not flash people because <laughs> you know that dress might be fine but can you sit in it you know or you know that shirt might be fine until you bend over and pick up your purse you know so just be uh, cautious of everyday movements that you're going to be doing up and down at your desk bending down to get things bending over is your shirt going to like come up heck high you know so just things like that Next, and I feel like this is the most important, is um, I think modesty 
when you boil it down to what modesty is, I think modesty is drawing attention to what's on the inside more than what's on the outside. And so the question that I like to ask myself is, is the outfit I'm wearing drawing more attention to my face or my body? And if the answer is it's drawing a lot more attention to my body, like if I had a conversation with somebody and they'd be looking at my body instead of my face, then I'm going to change because I want people to see me as an equal. I don't want them to see me as a sex object. I don't want them to see me as um, just a, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty girl. Um, I want them to see me for what I bring to the table and what's on the inside. And so I am not going to sexualize myself. And um, yeah, I just want everything to be an even playing field. And I also want to glorify the Lord with how I dress. Um, I hope that made sense. That was a lot of talking. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a heavier topic. And I uh, shared a lot about my testimony. There's a lot more that, you know, the Lord has done in my life and delivered me from, but, um, it might be oversharing, but if it, it can help one person, I want to share it because it is part of my testimony and I'm not ashamed of who I was before I took my relationship with Christ seriously. And, and, um, he's just changed me a lot. And, um, I know he can do the same for you. If you guys like this podcast, it would really mean a lot to me, especially on this episode, because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate. If you would like the podcast and share it with your friends. Um, and if you just have the time, it would be wonderful if you would leave me a review. Um, only if you're going to be nice though. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to get this out to more people because I just, I want to help more people with questions that they have about just becoming the best version of themselves. And so, um, if you guys would help me out. That would be amazing. But anyway, I love you guys. um, And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.